coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number 29. And this is going to be a two-parter here. Uh, we are going to go through our second John Gordon selection, by my count, our second John Gordon book. The first one that I did uh, last fall was You Win the Locker Room First, and that was actually a three-parter. That had so much stuff in there, I had to break it up into three. This one is only going to be a two-parter here. Uh, the Carpenter by John Gordon, which he wrote about, I don't know, 10, 10 years ago-ish, something like that. And it is, uh, like all of Gordon's, or most of Gordon's works, it is a, a, a parable, or not a parable, an analogy of, of life. And, and so the, the basic plot of the book is there is a guy, and uh, the main character is a guy named Michael, and he's running a business that is not as successful as what he would like. And he collapses, and he is rescued by this guy that is just known as the carpenter. And this carpenter comes into his life, and he teaches him all of these life lessons. Uh, there is a religious tone in the book. Uh, one of the uh, main uh, biblical verses associated with it is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And the the carpenter in the book has a has a Christ-like character and quality to him, a description in that way. Uh, but the, the lessons in the book, whether you are a religious person or not, the lessons in the book are are many and powerful within it. And and so I'm going to cover about the first half of the book here and, and kind of bring it into uh, you know, comparing this guy, this Michael character, and his business issues and, and bring them into a basketball sense. I'm going to do the best with that that I can. Uh, first of all, and I think this is really important for all of us, and this might be the most important lesson because the first thing, uh, the first chapter of the book deals with this guy, Michael Collapse and being rescued. Uh, nothing uh, in your life is worth your, your health and your life. And, and your body talks to you for a reason. I, you know, I know we've all been there. We get stressed out because we're not boxing out or we're not shooting it well or whatever it may be. And, and coaches, I've been there. I've been there and I know what it's like. Uh, we have to find ways, you have to find ways, we all have to find ways to process that stress properly and to realize that it is not something that uh, is is in the big scheme of things as important as we would like to make it. Uh, and, and, if it's, and if it's that important to people around you, uh, maybe you're around the wrong people and you're in the wrong situation for you. Uh, my wife and I actually had this conversation the other day. Uh, we were talking about my sabbatical. And I really think that um, I was at a point where it, it might have, st the, the stress of the situation might have started affecting my own health. And, and, I, and I feel like that I'm, I'm so much more energetic and enthusiastic and excited to be back on the sidelines now. Uh, largely because of that break. Uh, so we all know the warning signs, the the lack of sleep, uh, you're, you're short with other people around you. And what, what Gordon basically says is you have to process through this. Um, you need to take a look at, when we take a look at our, our any project that we work on, and in this situation, the carpenter comes over to Michael's house and he does this big project for him. And he talks about being not a carpenter, but a craftsman. And 
a carpenter builds things. This is straight from the book here. A carpenter builds things. A craftsman creates a work of art. Craftsmen are more concerned with who they are becoming and what they are creating rather than how fast they can finish it. And so I think the 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 comparison there would be between a, a transformational coach and a transactional coach. A transactional coach is going to want to come in and win games. And we all want to win. There's no doubt about it. We're all in it to win ball games to a degree. But we should be in it to be transformational coaches. And so when we think of that, we don't want to just be a carpenter who just builds it and leaves it as coaches. We want to be the craftsman. Now, how do you become a craftsman? You take a look and, and you have an idea of what you want your masterpiece to look like, what your craft to look like, and, and, and start from the end product and then work your way backward as to how you're going to get there. And, and not see the world, as, as Gordon says, see the world not as it is, but how it could be. And how is this project? How could it be? And with your team, how do you want your team to look? How could it look at the end of this? Um, so those are some things to think about there. Uh, as a craftsman, you have to understand that you're going to have failure. Uh, I'll read this here. Uh, you show up every day. You do the work. You see yourself as an artist dedicated to your craft with a desire to get better every day. You try new things, you fail, and you improve. There's, it's not a coincidence uh, that when I remember to use the hashtag and I, and I sign off every one of these podcasts with hone your craft one day at a time. And it is a craft uh, that what we do here. Uh, we craft what we do, and it is an art form. Coaching is an art form. There's some science involved when we talk about analytics and, and lineups and things like that, but it is an art form, okay? As you try to build these great things, after, as you try to create these great works, there's going to be challenges. We have to accept that there's going to be challenges, and there's part that's part of the building process. But you have to choose to believe. You can choose. You have the opportunity to choose what you want to do and how you want to do it. Uh, as one of the quotes here, small minds can't create big dreams. And I think that's a great quote that uh, Gordon has within the book here. You have to be crazy enough that you want to you know, declare what you want to achieve and receive. And you have to be willing to put yourself out there. Uh, I've already talked to my new team about, you know, I, I've talked to my new team about dreaming big, and 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 there's a big early season goal that, and and not not a goal, but something that is that that we've put in front of the kids already uh, that I already want them thinking about. That this is this is something that if you do the things that that we ask you to do, if you invest in this. Here is what I think we're capable of doing. Now, you do that a lot through obviously hard work and repetition and, and doing things together, but you also have to push out negative thoughts. And here's what Gordon says about negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are nails that build a prison of failure. The positive thoughts are the things that you use to build a masterpiece. And these are the, the ideas that you use to keep that vision, that end goal vision in mind. And the only way you're going to get there is by using and, and having positive thoughts and positive self-talk and believing in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, you can believe in your team just as much. You, you know, and, and everything in life happens for a reason. There, there is a reason why you go through struggles. There is a reason why uh, things may not work out. You know, a few weeks ago, I had Kelly Cooksley on. He's 0-6 in, in games to get to the state tournament. And, but he still has that belief that at some point they're going to get there and that they're going to do well once they get there. Stress. 
and we talked about stress right at the beginning of the podcast. Stress is in large part the fear of the unknown, and fear being the key word to that. You don't want to lose anything that you've built. You have to take away your fear, and you have to set it aside, and you have to believe that you are worthy of good things. And again, this is all within the book here, The Carpenter by John Gordon. Uh, you, you have to love what you do, and you can't become a craftsman unless you love what you do. You, you, you can't fake that. You can't fake love. And, and, and love has to be there for your team. It has to be there for your coaches. It has to be there for your parents it's, and that and, and everybody involved with it. And you have to love yourself and you have to believe that you're worthy of the things that are put in front of you. When the character Michael was struggling with his business and he was struggling with his employees and, and he was feeling all of this stress and all of this, uh, all of these things coming down upon him, uh, this, is, this is what Gordon says. Michael had stopped loving his business and starting to fear it. He had stopped loving his work and stayed, started to dread it. He knew that at one point in his career he had stopped living it because of the stress, busyness, and fear that caused him to worry about the outcome instead of loving the journey. And I think as coaches, that's very applicable for what we do. We have things that that drive us, even the most tough-minded of us, out of the business, or it takes the joy out of what we truly love to do, which is to coach players. But you have things like parents, of course, boosters, administration, dealing with youth coaches, dealing with youth parents, dealing with other coaches as as they may try to take players from your program, even at the high school level and the junior high level. You have to remember why you are doing what you're doing. And, and I, there are so many of us that at one time or another have lost track of why we do what we do. Because, and when we get into those modes, as, as Gordon talks about here, we get into survival mode. And when, when things start coming down on us, we oftentimes go to our, our most basic instincts. Uh, he talks in the book about how reptiles don't make decisions out of love. They're all about survival. Where And there's a part of the brain that that is our reptilian survival instinct. And that is why we get defensive. That's why we get angry when we deal with administration or parents or the various things that come about with us. He says that we need to, to you know, and we've all heard the story about the positive dog and which one do you feed, but there's a part of the brain, the neocortex, that actually, you know, makes us appreciate things, that when it's activated, we can love, care, pray, and practice gratitude. Um, for those of you that have a pet, especially a dog, you know, dogs have an innate sense of they know when you need love. And we have a dog, Charlie, and I know I'm, I'm guilty of this. You get stressed out and you get these things going on. And the dog jumps on your lap and you're like, I really don't want to pet you right now. But actually what he's doing is he's saying, hey, you know what? Pet me. Love me. I'm here for you. I want to de-stress you out. They can feel that. And Gordon talks about that in the book about feeding the positive dog. So when stressed, that is the time that we need to love the most. And it's hard. It's hard to do. Uh, we 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 all have loved ones or or whatever in our lives that have have felt uh, the the byproduct of of the stress of coaching, and it's important that we keep that in mind that they are not there to to make things worse. The people around you are trying to make things better. Um, 
you you also and I'll wrap up with this for the first part here that you you have to be focused on the relationships you you have to focus on continuing but even during the tough times you have to focus on the relationships the relationships between you and your players players to coaches coaches to players uh players to administration coaches to administration all the way around and if you continue even when times are tough if you continue to to love to love your players to love your your coaches to love everybody around you involved with the program you can get through that and when it doesn't happen and you know i'm probably guilty of this when it doesn't happen that's when things you know, get to a bad point where we're, you know, frustration begot more for or begot more frustration in that sense. Uh, you know, when, when you're not meeting the expectations that you have set for yourself, when, when players don't feel like they're meeting their expectations, they get stressed. And that is a time where, where teams need to come together, where programs need to come together instead of tearing themselves apart. So part one of John Gordon's The Carpenter, uh, it's a really, really, it's a good book. It's a great book. It's on Amazon, like most of Gordon's books. It is really short. It's about 135, 140 pages long. Uh, you can pick it up for about four or five bucks, and that includes shipping if you don't have Amazon Prime. Uh, so it's a really easy buy. It's a really, really popular book. I encourage you to check it out. Next week, we'll be dropping part two of The Carpenter, and I hope you look forward to listening to it. Uh, if you are listening, you are on iTunes or SoundCloud, so like, rate, review, give us five stars. Uh, email us if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. Uh, done a lot better job of getting stuff up there on a daily basis, uh, so I hope you guys are enjoying that type of information as well. Coaches, as always, let's pray for peace, let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.